Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports, have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome into a Monday edition of Sports Scene, ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. Uh, you just heard Billy Napier. And uh, as you can imagine, there's a lot of people who are wanting to uh, discuss things here. So uh, we will do that with the Gator QB, Shane Matthews, 3928255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Shane, we've had a couple of days here to sort through this and you know figure some things out. But there's still some head-scratching things, certainly, that went on. Uh, against Vanderbilt, but you know you were there in person. We were talking about this off air today. It baffled me that after Florida and 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 this is what we talked about a lot about every week being different. Yeah, you just don't know, right? Florida just dominates South Carolina on the ground. They go to ten. Uh, they they get sixty three at home and ring up sixty on it. They're not any good on defense, but come on. And Spencer Rattler looked the part. Florida goes to Vanderbilt against a team you think you could run on. They couldn't run on them at all. No, it was bizarre. Um, you know, you know when people say that the coach didn't have the team ready to play and all that, I disagree with that. I mean, the first the first series we take the the kickoff and we drive right down and had to kick a field goal. But um, it was it was a weird game. Vanderbilt played keep away, running the football. Uh, I think there were four plays in that game that cost the Gators. The fumbled punt on the return, and there were three crucial penalties, two on third and long on the defense, a face mask on a sack. Can't You can't um, fault the effort. It just happened. But Princely on the uh, personal foul killed a drive, and then a 27-yard run down to the four-yard line that we had. It was an illegal formation. Uh, I saw it from the box, and – Ty Bowman was looking right at the official. I don't know why he didn't say am I on or off, but he needed to be on the line of scrimmage. So it is what it is. It's an embarrassing loss. But this team is kind of who I thought they were going to be. I mean, they're they're right now at six and five, and you just don't know what they're gonna how they're gonna show up. All right, we got a lot to sip through here. Joe says coaches and team laid a huge egg. Program took a huge step back. Backs have been averaging six a carry. Coach falls in love with the wide receiver screen, which they haven't run well all year. AR, no carries in the first half. First two-point try when they had just regained the momentum was a big mistake. I've lost confidence in Napier's decisions and ability to coach in the SEC. <laughs> well, find another team, I guess. Uh, uh, I don't know about the wide receiver screens. I think we threw two all day. Um, those, those, there's a reason why you run those people. They're not, they're not designed to score touchdowns. They're designed to pick up three yards minimum and – tire the front four down because they have to flow to the football. There's a rhyme and reason why you do call certain plays. Tony says has some drops today. 15 has to be a willing runner for this offense to work. He doesn't seem to want to. Maybe he's being told not to. It's a mystery to me. I miss the days when mentality was to jump on teams by any means possible and put them away early. Maybe that'll return uh, with more talent. Troy says... uh, Watching the first Gator drive today sputter out and then the field goal kind of set the tone for the day uh, where you make a lot of mistakes, seems you're going to overcome, but then you make the next mistake. Congratulations to Vandy. Uh, I've watched football 
See, it used to be taught on a punt to stand at the 10-yard line. If the ball goes over your head, you let it go. Punt returns, even the NFL, commonly field the ball inside the 10. Why do you think that is? Uh, it used to be that way. It's changed. Most teams now stand on like the 5 or the 7 uh, and catch it. I will say this. Uh, the sun was horrible looking in that direction. I don't know if it played any factor. I know it played in a factor into the ball that Dejon Reynolds dropped but then caught in the same drive. Um, but the sun was brutal. Uh, Frederick says Napier's in way over his head. Terrible game. Sorry, coaching. He should have stayed in Louisiana. Uh, Pat says you can't blame Mullen for this one. I think the Vandy game was an extreme uh, in poor coaching. Out of his league in the SEC. Let's hope he learned from this. Hires a good offensive coordinator, a better D coach. Of course, you can't blame it all on him. Players' sloppy play shares some of it. Uh, and then uh, where are we at here? Aaron says uh, about basketball, great comeback on Friday night. Saturday's game, a fiasco. I agree with your assessment on the extra point. Disastrous game plan and outcome. What more can be said? Uh, Mark says, question for you, Shane. Um, I'm a Gator but not a fan of AR. I'm going to defend him here because it seems like everybody on the postgame show placed blame on him for the loss. Here's what you can't blame him for. Johnson drops an easy TD catch. Uh, Yuman Mielin with the penalty. Face mask on Paolo Ryland. The run by Johnson called back for illegal formation. Drop pick six by Wilson. Muffed punt for the touchdown. Holding on Bernie. Your thoughts. You just kind of said that. Yeah, that's, right. that's why. We, they, look, people, if we win the game, nobody's saying one word about we weren't ready to play, bad coaching, we need an offensive coordinator. That gentleman there just whatever five or six points he brought up were the reason we lost the football game, period. RJ giving Napier benefit of the doubt to the debacle on Saturday, particularly galling. A coach making half of Napier's salary puts a team on the field with much more composure and discipline. In the end, Napier in his unconcerned style said in what has to be one of the colossal understatements of the year, the game effort was a setback. Some people think Napier's problem is a lack of player talent, but with the coaching in place, talent's not the major problem. Substituting five-star players for three-star players will not cure the problems exhibited Saturday, nor for most of the year for that matter. And why is Richardson so reluctant to run? It certainly appears to me that he is, or he's instructed not to. We have discussed that. 12-15, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. We'll open the phone lines for you, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Molly Cooper. Florida women's basketball welcomes the Furman Paladins tonight at the O'Connell Center. The 3-1 Gators look for their fourth win after beating Bethune-Cookman 82-73 on Friday. Tune in for live coverage of the game right here at 545. Week 11 in the NFL finishes up tonight with the San Francisco 49ers and the Arizona Cardinals taking the Monday night football spot. The 49ers hope to improve their winning streak to three after tonight. Live coverage begins here at eight. Former Gators men's tennis player Ben Shelton broke through the ATP Top 100 coming in at 97 following a win in a match yesterday. The United States men's national team starts their campaign for the World Cup in Qatar today. They take on Wales at 2 p.m. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Molly Cooper. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. There's so much to love about our community. The small town values, the familiar faces, and somewhere near the top of the list, high school football. 
That's why Radiant Credit Union is here to celebrate all this community has to offer, both on and off the field. While others may come and go, Radiant Credit Union is here for you, here for the community, and here for good. Proudly serving our members for over 65 years, stop by any of our nearby locations or visit RadiantCU.org. Federally insured by NCUA. As a small business owner, you've got ings to do. That's why the UPS Store is here to help. From printing to shredding, even mailboxing, you can get every ing your small business needs all done in one trip, saving you time for all your other ings, like professional photo taking or just enjoying family dinner. The UPS Store, every ing for small business all in one place. The UPS Store. The UPS store locations are independently owned. Product services, pricing, and hours may vary. See center for details. Hi, this is Dr. Luis Rodriguez of Exceptional Dentistry. Hear what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. I was really looking for some top-of-the-line dentists to you know, be under their care. I mean, from the first day I came here, when you walk in, they treat you just with the utmost kindness. I've never known dentist or any uh, health care provider in my life that has the compassion towards people that they do. It's just very well worth it. When you leave, you just feel great. But if you want good quality work and dentists that really care about you as a person and your, your health care like that, come to Exceptional Dentistry because they are exceptional. This is Dr. Luis Rodriguez, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. There's always excitement about lighting the first fire of the season. It brings family together, provides comfort, warmth, and a gathering atmosphere. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center in Gainesville on Main Street is the area's premier dealer of wood, gas, and electric fireplaces, indoor or outdoor, in wall or standalone, plus decorative screens, tool sets, and more. Visit our showroom today and capture the warmth of the season. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center since 1975. Visit online at woodstoveflorida.com. Order your Thanksgiving dinner from Miapa before it's too late. Thanksgiving is a day to spend with family and friends. Don't spend it in a kitchen cooking. Let Miapa do it for you. We've got your entire Thanksgiving dinner covered. From the roasted turkey to your favorite Miapa sides, rice and beans, Cuban bread, and of course, sweet plantains. All starting at $99. And don't forget dessert. Our Tres Leches pumpkin spice pie is the sweetest end to a delicious meal. Don't let cooking get in the way of a great meal. Get your Thanksgiving dinner at MiapaLatinCafe.com today. Okito America's new location is now open, and we want to celebrate the grand opening with you. Come help us in the Gainesville Chamber of Commerce. Cut the ribbon to Okito's second location next to the Flip Factory at 7420 West Newberry Ave on Thursday, December 1st from 5 to 7 p.m. Join us for food, music, giveaways, and tours as we showcase the new Okito America, where you'll find the same great martial arts and dance classes and the same great after-school programs. Okito America, now with two locations to better serve Gainesville. RSVP today on our Facebook page. We are your home for the Rays, the Lightning, and the Bucks. We are proud to bring Tampa to Gainesville. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. And online at WRUF.com. 
Looking for the best pizza in town? Head on over to Leonardo's Millhopper. The pizza and garlic nights are incredible. We'll have you coming back for more. That's Leonardo's Pizza Millhopper. Make sure you tell them Shane sent you. Tampa Mike says, you have had enough yard production to win the game. Hard to say why run didn't produce without knowing their plan. I suspect you have chose not to run because Vandy uh, stacking the box. Uh, and he said the loss just came down to two turnovers for Vandy touchdowns and Vandy more effective in the red zone. Uh, all right, let's get a couple of calls here. Daryl, hello. Hey, good afternoon, guys. Hey, it never ceases to amaze me with some of our fan base, but uh, we'll move on. Shane, I got to agree with you on a couple comments. One you made uh, on the air Saturday is, you know, maybe Billy saw something in Vanderbilt secondary as why we came out throwing the ball instead of running the ball. Yeah, I mean, we mixed it. We tried to mix it up early in the game, but we we were getting no push at all. And I'm telling you right now, I had zero problem with him throwing it uh, because, boy, they looked terrible and they could not cover anybody on the back end. I mean, people can sit here and everybody has their opinion. That's the great thing about uh, sports talk, and that's why Steve's been in business for so long. (laughs) But I'm telling you right now, the reason the Gators lost the game were for those – three to four points at that gentleman's email. Uh, that's the only reason they lost the game. It had nothing to do with we're not ready to play or whatever. If you take those three plays away, if you just take away one of those plays, we probably win the game. But those those three penalties and that turnover absolutely killed us. Yeah, you know, also, Shane, I was surprised how Vandy's D-line was pushing our O-line around. Like you said, we couldn't get no push to open up holes for Johnson or ETN. Yeah, it was uh, it was surprising that we couldn't move the ball on the ground for whatever reason. I mean, they didn't they didn't really stack the box. They just played a, a base four three, and uh, just beat us to the point of the attack for the most part. Like I said, we only had one run. I think the twenty four twenty seven yarder. Uh, I don't know if that was by Johnson or whatever, but it got called back. Um, just not a good day running the football at all. Quick question. I'll get off the air. Um, you know, we can appeal this. Uh targeting call with Ventrell Miller, you know, with the SEC officer that was mentioned in Billy's press conference a while ago. Personally, I don't think it's going to be overturned. I wish it would be, but how do you guys feel about that? I don't either. I I mean, I hated seeing it, but it's it's targeting. I mean, it's – The way the rule yeah, is. Yes, I had zero problem with it. I mean, I hated to see it for him because he's such a good player and plays hard, but it was targeting. Thank you all. Daryl, thanks. Uh, I don't know. There's not a name attached to this. It says, chill out, Gator fans. Napier's regime first year. The screenshot below says it all. Uh, disgraceful and pathetic. Saban lost to uh, Louisiana Monroe. Smart lost to Vandy his first year, too. Napier will be judged on what happens in subsequent seasons. Not today, but the stakes are now higher than they would have been without this loss today. Yeah, and that is when when Saban lost back then. Remember, Alabama was coming off what? A down period. Yeah. That's why coaches get hired, because it's usually a down the, the period. The only person that I can think that took over a program when they weren't having a down year is Kirby Smart. Yeah. I mean, he took over a program that was winning nine games every year. Uh, Tim says, when your penalty yardage almost doubles your total rushing yards, you won't beat many teams. Turnovers, penalties, drop passes, and special teams play killed any chance of a win. What a mess. John, Hello. Yes, uh, good afternoon, Steve and Shane. Uh, I'll make it real quick. Uh, I'm, I'm totally agreeing with everything you guys have said. I mean, listen to your post game after the game, uh, Steve, and you talk about a head scratcher. And the thing is, those same head scratchers, he's in his 
honeymoon stage of this year. So I think what people are saying he's getting a pass, but those same things can't happen next year. What do you agree? Meaning, meaning like going for and forth. Like I, I alluded to you, Steve, last week about you know going for and forth down and you know deep in your territory. I mean things like that. Well, we had happen. to. We were losing. I know. I mean, you can't I mean, you can't like, punt there. If we hit that ball, everybody's ex- excited. I I, right. I I didn't like the call. I don't know if he. It looked to me like Anthony checked to the fade, but um, not sure. But you had to go for that. Right. Um, you alluded to it when the first drive we took it down and we got down to the eight yard line. And this is something that Matt Stinchcomb he was calling the game, and he was kind of a head scratcher to him too, where. Instead of hitting up the middle, he he could have walked in if he if he did that read option, ran off the left end. There was nobody on that left side of the field. If you go back and take a look at that game, that that drive, I don't know if you even saw that, uh, Shane. I saw a lot of zone reads uh, that could have been pulled. Um, not sure why. Um, I don't know. I mean, that's something that only the coach can tell you or the quarterback can tell you. Right. So, I mean, that's that's the only thing is, I mean, it, it, all the excuses can can go out the window because we, we just did not play play well. And then uh, I'll let you guys later. Thank you. All right, John, thank you. Let me tell you the best example, not in college, of how things can change in one week. The Jets. Oh, yeah, they were horrible. They came off a big win, 6-3, and three, and they're playing New England – and Shane, our middle school teams could have, they were awful. Mm-hmm. And they're pointing fingers at who? The quarterback. Quarterback. Because he's not taking responsibility. The week before, they were the toast of to the place. I'm telling you, week to week proposition. That's what football is. And, and and I I'll go back to it. It doesn't matter if it's a high school, right, college, or pro ball. It's about consistency. And yep. if you look at the good teams in the National Football League or in college football, that position is consistent week in and week out. Yep. Not saying that they don't make mistakes, but they're consistent at what they do. Agreed. BB says uh, a hell of a game to lose. Way to lose a game. The Jets yesterday. Yeah, the punt return. Wow. Uh, but, look, the Jets didn't deserve to win that game. Their defense played their rear ends off, but they didn't deserve to win that game. I had no problem because they shouldn't have won the game. Uh, let's see. CJ says, explain to me again, Napier strategy, end of the first half, uh, with 352, get at least a field goal. I'm not a, He said, with 352 and three timeouts, to just casually not to try to get at least a field goal. I'm pretty sure we did try. I don't know if we had some penalties in there or not. You'd have to give it to me. But, but again, everybody wants to harp on that. I get it. I try to sit up in the booth and think about, okay, if I'm coaching, what would I do? Again, we are not very good at the forward pass in those type of situations. I don't even remember what the score was at half. We were down, we were down one score, right? Yeah. But it – we did try, and, then, six. and we went backwards, if I'm not mistaken, on that drive. I can tell you this, because uh, I have it in front of me. Uh, they got the ball with 322 left, and that's when Johnson had the one good run. He ran for 15 yards, mm-hmm. remember? But then what happened? Unnecessary roughness, remember? Agokwin came, yeah. and okay. so that Another set, dumb penalty. Yep, so okay. that went from the floor to 40, 
to the Florida 25. They ran again, two-yard loss. Then Richardson uh, threw to uh, Bowman for nine, and then they went uh, third and three, pass incomplete. Okay, we tried. I mean, you got to complete passes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Twelve twenty-eight. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. From the College of Journalism and Communications, ESPN, 98.1 FM, and 850 AM, WRUF. Are you sick and tired of living with that constant pain in your knees and back? You know, joint pain doesn't just keep you from doing what you love. It affects your job, your relationships, even simple things like getting dressed. Hey, it's Steve Russell. It's time to call QC Kinetics. They use advanced regenerative medicine to restore and repair damaged joint tissue, giving you your life back. Hips, shoulders, elbows, they can all be treated with natural biologics from your own body. Powerful healing agents, highly concentrated. If you're tired of steroid shots that don't work, or if you're trying to avoid surgery, call QC Kinetics now to schedule your free consultation. Learn about these exciting new cutting-edge treatments for pain caused by arthritis or injury. No drugs, no pain meds, no downtime. This is an all-natural treatment that can get you lasting relief. People here are raving about the results. Appointments are now available for this coming week. Now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. QC Kinetics. Will they find a home? Sponsored by GEICO. Jane doesn't mind an apartment with no elevator. Five flights of stairs is five flights of cardio. Bob is a little less enthusiastic about stairs. I hate stairs. Compromise is tough, but these two won't have to compromise when they bundle renters and car insurance with GEICO. It's easy, and they could save even more. In the end, Jane and Bob found an apartment that's a four-story walk-up. And Bob? Yeah, there's a freight elevator she doesn't know about. What were you talking about? Oh, uh, nothing. Bundling without compromise at GEICO.com. This week at Staples, save 60% on... Thanks for your business this year. Save 60% on... Happy holidays, Nana. Save 60% on... You are cordially invited. Right now at Staples, you can save 60% on custom printed holiday cards and invitations. So you can say, thanks for a great year, happy holidays, or come on over, all for less. For everything you need printed this holiday, go to Staples, the working and learning store. In-store and online. Ends 12-3. Exclusions and restrictions apply. It's the most wonderful time of the year, the holidays. AAA says more Americans than ever will be hitting the road this holiday season. And if you're one of them, do yourself a favor and visit Dave Mays Automotive before you hit the road. Dave Mays Automotive is a full-service automotive repair facility, and not only do they fix problems, they can help prevent them too. You've probably heard of the famous Dave Mays Automotive Bug Check. That's where they go over your entire vehicle with a fine-tooth comb and identify any potential issues before they arise. Travel in peace with the knowledge you'll arrive safe and sound. Dave Mays Automotive is located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind the Sunnies on Waldo Road and online at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, they get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. As a small business owner, you've got ings to do. That's why the UPS Store is here to help. From printing to shredding, even mailboxing, you can get every ing your small business needs all done in one trip, saving you time for all your other ings, like professional photo taking or just enjoying family dinner. The UPS Store, every ing for small business, all in one place. The UPS Store. 
The UPS store locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours may vary. See center for details. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. We'll see mostly cloudy skies throughout the afternoon. It will be significantly warmer, though, than what we had over the weekend. Highs today generally top out in the upper 60s to near 70. This is still a little bit below average, but much closer to where we should be for this time of the year. While we do have an isolated chance for a shower or two, I do think most areas today will remain dry. More widespread rain moves in tomorrow. Some of that rain could be heavy at times. From the UF Weather Center, meteorologist Justin Pappard. And now, the Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. <laughs> I know it's early, but I like to see kind of signs of when that guy comes back or that guy gets healthy. I don't know how healthy Clay Thompson's going to be. I don't know this version of Clay Thompson, how good he's going to be. But right now, you know, you're wasting these efforts from Steph Curry. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. This is Gator Volleyball Head Coach Mary Wise, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. If your business struggles to keep employees, give Staff Link a call at 877-899-LINK and ask for Heather. No business is too small. Welcome back to Sports Scene. Elliot producing today. Joe says, I think the jury's out if Coach Napier is ready for prime time. Scratched my head at the game plan. Don't understand all the wide receiver screens. Oh, can somebody tell me right now how many we threw? I think, I think we threw two or three at the most. The game reminded me of a Will Muschamp coach game and the lack of discipline of a Dan Mullen team. Uh, but he says, great show, and thank you for that and being part of it. Joe, uh, Mike says, uh, the team plays hard when they feel like it. <laughs> Saturday the Deep, they didn't feel like it, he says. It's funny. When you lose, they don't feel like it. I didn't think – I thought the effort was fine. I didn't think the effort was bad. Now, was it smart? No. I mean, just because you have penalties doesn't mean you're not playing hard. Yeah. The The penalty, as I said, on uh, Powell Rowland, that was a great effort on the sack. He, he was actually held. I thought we were going to get a holding call on them. And he just grazed the guy's face mask. Can't fault him there. Says uh, to women people have said, Richardson handed the ball off for no gain. When if he kept it at a clear sailing around the end – Defensive effort reverted back to earlier in the year. Special teams poor. They take two steps forward and a huge step back. Napier getting his team to play hard every game has been wildly inconsistent. Greg, hello. Hey, guys. Enjoy the show. Always do. And it's, you probably get a lot more calls when we lose. But I will say this. In my opinion, I think they got out coached. I'll give you two examples. One, when you tell a kid, you, tell, you learn this in JV football, and you know this, both of you played high school. When you're standing at the 10-yard line and you have to put your hands above your head to, to catch a punt, you let it go. So that's but, but, one but Greg, let me, ask you, let me ask you this, Greg. Do you, they obviously do you, didn't tell him. Do you, you don't think he told him that? No, because he didn't. No. Because he stuck his hands up at the 10-yard line. Yeah, so well, that guy's either got a really short memory and he can't remember the direction. Trust me. A whole trust me. If you've ever been in a I huddle. I don't think he told him. If you, uh, that, okay, well, I, I, you're, you're wrong. Did. You're wrong on that. All right. Well, then I'll be wrong. Hey, a lot of people that call here are wrong, according to you guys. But my point is this. is, is Another reason I also think they got also got out coached was – our offense, and you've said it yourself, Shane, and I love you. I love your analysis. I love your experience, and God knows I love the fact that you were one of the first people to win a, a legitimate SEC championship under Spurrier. But they literally got out coached in the sense that 
our offense, you all have said, it doesn't work properly unless AR runs the ball. Unless they're hiding an injury from all of us in the media, he doesn't – the offense opens up when he runs the ball. His scamper the two games ago down the sidelines, the longest run, I think, in, in years for a quarterback. Maybe it was the longest run ever. But we all know that that offense clicks better when he runs the ball. They had no design runs for him other than some where there was a pass that, that ended up where he had to run it. And once he did start running it, if you notice, that's when we started coming back. But my question is this about LSU and two losses. Let's say LSU does happen to beat Georgia. Do you guys, in your opinion, I'll listen off air, think that they should go to the Final Four with two losses? I mean, we have been seeing things broken, shattered, glass ceilings. Tim Tebow won the Heisman first ever sophomore. Do you think LSU could be the first two-loss team to go to the Final Four? And I'll listen off air, and I still think Coach Napier got outcoached. All right, Greg, thank you. Um, Going to stick to his point. Um, A lot, you know, that question gets asked, and it's asked in a vacuum. Because a lot depends on what the other teams yeah, do. There's a, there's a lot of one-loss teams still in the mix. For example, somebody, Michigan-Ohio State, is going to lose. Correct. Right? And let's say it's a highly competitive game. It's, you know, 28 to 26. Is the loser out? No. After playing a game like that? If TCU loses a game, are they out? So is it possible for LSU if that scenario happens? Yes, but a lot of other things would have to happen, in my opinion, for that to happen. Yeah, because I think USC's in the mix. I think Clemson's still in the mix now. I don't think LSU can beat Georgia, but we saw some crazy stuff this weekend in college football. Peyton says, too much being said how Florida lost. Seems nobody wants to give Vandy credit. I think they played a better game. Field Vandy isn't the typical Vanderbilt football team we're used to. <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. Vanderbilt's bad. I ain't going to lie to you. They're a bad football team. Give them credit, though. They only had one turnover, I believe, on a fumble after the catch. Um, but what they did was they they made enough plays on offense to kind of keep the ball away from us. I felt like they were just milking the clock the entire game. I, I said this to Shane off air. I thought what Vanderbilt did, and they did it when they won the previous week, was they know who they are offensively. They're not going to throw for 300 yards. Mm-hmm. Okay, they've established the run. They got a really good running back. He's very good. And they milk the clock. They shorten the game, and they make enough plays in the throw game to keep you honest. Yeah, and we blitzed a ton in this game. And a ton. because and their guy mobile escaped some pressure, and because he extended plays, it's hard on any secondary to cover. For that long, if you if you you know roll out and you extend the play, it's hard. Yeah, they're they're the the tight end hurt us, but I thought our corners played pretty good for the most part. They're you know their their receiver that Shepard I think Shepherd, yep. he's been targeted more than any other receiver in the league. That's the one guy yeah. they really have at the position. Yeah, uh, Andrew, hello. Yeah, I totally agree with what you guys just said. Um, it seemed like they were milking the clock and then. Third down, we were just getting killed. We couldn't get off the field. I was, it was really frustrating to watch. I was like, are we ever going to make a stop? Well, you've been watching that since game one. Well, what, what's the deal with this uh, this season? Like, we can't make any stops. Like, I, I remember, like, old school Florida, like, we could make a goal line stance. We could, I, I haven't, it's like never at this team. This is an old school Florida. It's, yeah, they, I, actually, I didn't think the defense played poorly. 
I think a couple of penalties killed us, but they are who they are. But Vandy was 7 of 14 on third downs. Does that count yeah, converting on the penalties? I th- so th- three of them so. would have been on penalties. Yeah, <laughs> But, I mean, they still are having a hard time, yeah. for whatever the reason, getting teams off the field on third down. Okay, Andrew, thank you. Uh, Rick, hello. Yes, good morning, gentlemen. Uh, just a couple comments and questions here. Um, every week, it's just uh, different details, same conversation. Nothing really seems to change. I don't know that anything's gotten better with Richardson. I don't know that he's improved from last year. The, even the turnover came back this week. But questions here. Uh, if we go to a, a, a lower bowl. There's no question uh, if it's going to happen. They're going to a lower bowl. Yeah. Well, my question is, that, uh, remember in Oklahoma a few years ago, is anybody going to opt out or want to play for this game? If they're going pro, if they're going to hit the portal, why would they risk injury in a lowly bowl? There's really nothing to gain. That's they might not. Qu- they might not. Okay. Uh, well, that that was it. And, and it, the, the second question is for both of you. And we, I think you guys know my voice by now. You know where I stand on this QB situation. Uh, Shane, I'm going to ask you this, but Steve, certainly your show, welcome comment. If you were Napier or anybody else, and I'm not criticizing this coaching staff, but they get their year and it's going to go into next year, we give them a chance. But wouldn't you at least try something different at quarterback at this point? Yeah, uh, I, yeah, I'm not sure why. I mean, there, there's there's more issues on this team than just the quarterback. But I, I am a firm believer that if you have consistent play at that position, and I stated it earlier, if you look around college football, consistency at that position, you're going to win a lot of games. Hey, Rick, I'm going to ask you this. What? Take Richardson's name out of it. Would you have – if a quarterback X for Florida throws for 400 yards, is that a pretty good day? It, it depends. You can, it depends on where the yards come. If, it, if they can't get in the end zone, they don't mean nothing. You can run Well, that's not the on the quarterback necessarily either. They, they, ran, they only ran the ball for 45 yards. But notice we're having the same conversations every week. Because yeah, you, you bring it up. Yes, and you're the only one well, that does, but that's okay. It, well, you're going to realize that I'm right. when this No, you're not right. Well, you proved me wrong. The, Here, here's where you're wrong, because the coaching staff doesn't think you're right. And well, they know more than I, you. They know more than me. But we got another L on the record. But that's, that you're, you're blaming the quarterback when there's certainly other things that happen in the game to make that happen. It's a myopic look and, frankly, an old tired one. I would agree, but you change players out. You try different people at different positions. Why don't you change anything or try something different at quarterback? Because tell me where where they've changed anybody in positions this year. We've got more freshmen playing later in this season. Because they've been hurt. Because the receivers are hurt. Well, no. Well, check the check the injury report. Is is Douglas playing more? Because the other receivers are hurt. Yes. And is he doing a great job? He he's doing a nice job. Yes. I don't know about great, but he's, he's doing, doing a, a nice job, job because the quarterback's throwing him the ball, and he's catching it. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm okay. Saying. So that's part of the reason the quarterback, who you don't like, is throwing in the ball. You're speaking out of both I, sides of your mouth. You're telling I me the receivers are doing I great, and the quarterback dis- can't I get it to him. Dislike him. I, I didn't say you liked him or didn't like him. I'm saying you're talking out of both sides of your mouth. You just, you're telling me you how great the receivers don't are. Like don't talk when I'm talking, see. Rick. Don't talk when I'm talking. I give you time. Thank you. You're talking out of both sides of your mouth. 
if the receivers are doing great, somebody's throwing in the ball. They don't get it by osmosis. Somebody, please call in. And you said that I didn't like Richardson. I'm not. I didn't say about that. that. You did say that. Ask okay. James, all right. You all right. Thank that. you, Rick. Done. Twelve forty-four. Time check. Brought to you by Hayes Chillery, ESPN, ninety-eight one FM, eight fifty AM, WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN, ninety-eight one FM, eight fifty AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Molly Cooper. Florida women's basketball welcomes the Florida the Furman Paladins tonight at the O'Connell Center. The 3-1 Gators look for their fourth win after beating Bethune-Cookman 82-73 on Friday. Tune in for live coverage of the game right here at 545. Week 11 of the NFL finishes up in Mexico City tonight with the San Francisco 49ers and Arizona Cardinals taking the field. This game is the fifth and final game to be played internationally this season. Live coverage of the game begins here at 8. The United States men's national team starts off their World Cup campaign today in Qatar. They take on Wales at 2 p.m. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Molly Cooper. I want to tell you about a team that's making a difference in people's lives. That team is Arthrex, and they're now hiring. They develop innovative technologies that help treat orthopedic injuries and get people back in the game. If you're looking to make a difference, Join a global company that's nationally recognized for its extraordinary workplace culture and many exciting amenities and benefits, including free on-site medical care, free lunch, and a whole lot more. And it all starts on the very first day you're hired. Check out available jobs at careers.arthrex.com. That's careers.arthrex.com. Hurricane season is here, and now is the time to make a plan and know your zone. In the case of an evacuation, have a plan to go to a hurricane shelter, hotel, or stay with a family or friends. If you're ordered to evacuate, you need to leave. You can rebuild your home, but you cannot rebuild your life. This hurricane season, know your zone. Know your home. Learn more at floridadisaster.org. This message is sponsored by the Florida Division of Emergency Management, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. There's this uh, one physician that I admire a lot and trust with my life, and they referred me to Dr. Art. But you know, I had to invest in myself, my confidence with my smile now, and, you know, it's just made the world of difference to me. So It's just so well worth the investment I made here. Dr. Art has an amazing um, technique. Um, bedside manners are just amazing makes you feel relaxed like you know you're part of the family and that's I want an exceptional work um, that's why I came to exceptional in exceptional dentistry it's all about the trust and the confidence that the patient can have with the with the team here love Dr. Art this is Dr. Kim Mowry and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome we're here for you please visit us at exceptionaldentistry.com that's exceptionaldentistry.com Sports is about overcoming obstacles. This is Ernie Johnson Jr., and those are the stories I love to tell in the broadcast booth. But the courage of college athletes is more than matched by another group of young men, the boys fighting Duchenne muscular dystrophy. It's the most prolific genetic killer diagnosed in childhood, and there's no cure. But college football coaches are doing something about it, and you can help. 
It's called Coach to Cure MD. Text the word CURE to 501-501 to donate $25 on your next mobile phone bill or go online at coachtocuremd.org. Text the word CURE to 501-501 today. Help college football coaches cure MD. You'll be proud you did. Brought to you by the American Football Coaches Association. Fall is coming up fast. That means football, the World Series, and trees. Fall is a great time to get your trees ready for winter. And Daughtry Tree Service, the tree service people, are standing by to help you with tree removal, trimming, pruning, and more. 30-plus years of experience means even your toughest tree, stump, or debris removal project is no match for the experts at Daughtry Tree Service. Serving Alachua County and surrounding areas. Call today for a free estimate. At Daughtry Tree Service, there is no tree too tall. We do them all. Hey, folks, it's Steve Russell for my friends at Southeast Car Agency in Gainesville, 310 Northeast 39th Avenue. They've been in business, family-owned and operated, for over 40 years. And in all that time, they've done one thing. They've given you the best alternative you have to purchasing a new vehicle, the cream of the crop and late-model, low-mileage vehicles. They do their best to get the best selection and the best quality vehicles every single day. Check them out today, Southeast Car Agency in Gainesville. Inside the Huddle with Steve Spurrier, Shane Matthews, and Steve Russell. Tuesday morning at 11 a.m. right here on WRUF. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. At Titan MRI, you'll visit the only locally owned and operated MRI imaging center in town. Call them up and start feeling better today. That's TitanMRI.com. Get to some of the emails here. RJ says, giving Napier benefit of the doubt until the debacle Saturday, particularly galling, a coach making half of Napier's salary. Put a team on the field with much more composure and discipline. In the end, in his unconcerned style, he said, uh, in a colossal understatement, the Gator effort was a setback. Some people think Napier's problem is a lack of player talent. With the coaching in place, talent is not the major problem. Um, substituting five-star players for three-star players will not cure the problem Saturday, nor for the most of the year for that matter. And lastly, again, about Richardson reluctant to uh, run the ball. Williams says, bottom line, Florida got cute offensively. A lot of other things went wrong. How can, but how you can have an athlete like Richardson not have one rushing attempt in the first half is gross negligence. Whether it's Billy or AR, I don't care. You take the best lead athlete on the field, neutralize him. Clark Lee probably was having a celebration beer on Saturday saying, what were they thinking? I mean, look, all I can do is tell you what I saw live action and why he didn't take off running on some of them zone reads, I have no idea. So, I mean, you can yell at the coach. I, I, I mean, I guess you should yell at the coach because if, if he's not doing what he's supposed to do, and he's taking him out of the game. Uh, Jeff says, disappointing loss, poor team effort. Seems AR often lacks some situational awareness on the field with his passing decisions at times. Is that coaching, inexperience, or something else? If he comes back, can that improve? No. Okay. It's what, it's what I've said multiple times for years there's certain points of the quarterback position that you cannot teach and some guys have it and some guys don't and um that's that's just my opinion i could be right i could be wrong but i fully believe it 
Stephen says, if Florida FSU gets great ratings Friday, do you think it could become a new yearly Friday night tradition? I don't know. I thought this was a whole big deal to be on the ACC network, but it's on ABC, right? Yeah. I don't think it's going to be a Friday night thing. Uh, Don, uh, disappointed with the outcome, I question, how about an offensive coordinator, mm. one who can see the field from the booth, see we play better when AR gets a run early in the game and gets him into the flow? Okay. All right. Let's, let's, let's make a point here, people. We all believe – we all know Anthony's a great runner. For whatever reason, he ain't running the ball. Whether that's the coach, whether that's the player, it is what it is. If people want him to come back next year, do you think he's going to run the ball next year? No. Okay? It is what it is. What was the first part of his question? Oops, I just got uh, – I just lost it. Sorry. No, that's all right. I, I can't remember. Um, I just deleted it because right. we had we'd already read it. Let yeah. me get to Tony here. Hi, Tony. Hey, boys, what's going on, man? I, I hate to be the dead horse, man, but that's what I wanted to just – talk first about was that the maddening part about this to me is I've never really seen a quarterback that's inconsistent with his feet. I know a quarterback that's inconsistent, you know, throwing the ball, accuracy, reading defenses, hopefully they get better at that. But I've never really seen a quarterback that's inconsistent with the way they use their feet. Usually quarterbacks that can use their feet, that's like their bread and butter that they go to, especially when they're in trouble and stuff like that. So I've never really seen that before, guys. And, you know, I'm really, I hate to say it, but I'm kind of looking forward this era being over, man, because like what Shane just said, I don't think it's going to change, to be honest with you. And for and for whatever reason, that's that's a problem. And that inconsistency with his feet, I really just want it to end. Guys, with what happened the previous week, the Tennessee-South Carolina result to me has been the most surprising result of the entire season. Is it as simple as just Tennessee's defense catching up to him? What did you see there? Well, I've said from day one since watching Tennessee in person, I thought their defense was horrible, especially on the back uh-huh. end. Um, teams took advantage of it. You know, Georgia kind of manhandled them. The score didn't indicate that. But give South Carolina – now, South Carolina, from what I was told going into our game, had really good skill guys on the outside. They were missing a bunch of dudes, and I don't know if those guys came back in this game. But – Look, Spencer Rattler had a career day. Through six touchdowns, I don't know how many yards, three or 400 yards. Um, give them credit. They took it to the Vols. But Tennessee is really good on offense, but their defense was horrible yeah. all year long. Definitely. And it looks like it caught up to them, and I was very pleased with that result. It really made our result feel a lot more palatable. Hey, Steve, as far as our Jets real quick, and I'll leave you with this, it looks like your trepidations on Sack Wilson – all the way going back to last year, have been somewhat spot on the money, my man. I think you've been pinpointing it for all the great drafting that Douglas and the boys have been doing. If you mess up that position, especially at such a high draft pick, it's going to be it's going to be tough sledding. And I don't think that who's the guy, Steve. I think you've been on it the whole time, man. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't like to pick. Nothing against him personally, but. They didn't yep. play great competition. He he tacked on yardage there against bad teams. This also causes locker room issues. You know, the, 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 the kid from Ohio State, Wilson, already, yep. you know, complaining about how the offense is a crap show, and that's not the word he used. Hmm. So, yeah, I mean, look, yep. maybe next week they pull a Spencer Rattler. Who knows? I doubt it. <laughs> Yeah, man, and you had more, uh, you know, acting up all year, Elijah Moore. So, oh, well, JT, uh, 
Jets, Jets, Jets. All right, Take Tony. Care, Thanks, man. Appreciate you. Uh, Copper Gator, hello. Hey, what's up, Steve? Hey. You know, I, I just wanted to – I know you come out on a break, but I just wanted to point out that this team doesn't have the flexibility to make the mistakes they made in this game and be good enough to make up for it. You know, when they had a third down stop and you get a, and you get a personal foul – when you fumble the ball into the end zone and give up a touchdown on the road to a hungry Vandy team that played Georgia to the end and Missouri to the end, there, there's not those room for errors with a team that, that potentially is going to go 6-6 six and six this year. And, and I think that was more than evident in this week's game. I agree with that. I mean, we're not good enough to overcome those four or five plays that cost us the football game. Yeah, and, and I think I think that's where – you know, it's it's hard for me to blame one position. You know, AR or this or that or overthrows or, you know, you know a, a, a targeting call on on, Van, on Ventrell Miller that's going to be out for the first half of the FSU game. I, I can't say it's that. It's the whole team's effort that needs to be. You know, just like South Carolina got hit in the gut last week and they come back and prove it. This is going to be interesting to see how they can build going into the Florida State game. The, the off season and potentially a bowl game with huge recruiting ramifications. And I'll let you guys go and have a great one. Okay, thank you. I'm going to end with this email from Kevin because, again, if you're going to quote me, Kevin, quote me correctly, he says, you told a listener we, the fans, don't know anything but coaches do. That's not <laughs> what I said. I said coaches know more than you do and coaches know more than I do. And more than I do. Okay, that's what I said. And what often gets brought up is the Felipe Franks situation, which, again, he brought up. Trask was light years better. Uh, he says he doesn't think AR is a good passer. He can see the field. I do agree a, a change at quarterback couldn't hurt either. For everything, here's, here's the thing if you want to get on a fan base. How many of you, who are criticizing Anthony Richardson right now, thought when you saw glimpses of him under Mullen, he was going to win the Heisman Trophy this year. Well, he's going to win it this year but with under Billy Napier too, though. But I'm sa saying that that's what's – where all the Anthony Richardson lovers who kept calling here and wanted him to play more because he was all that and a bag of potato chips. And now he throws for 400 yards – with a depleted receiver core, remember, no Frazier's, uh, uh, what's his, uh, the receiver got hurt. Pearsall? Yeah, Pearsall got hurt during the game. He throws for 400 to receivers that nobody knows, but I get it. It's how it is. Hour two coming up, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WYUF. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Well, I'm an orthopedic surgeon, board certified. Meet Dr. John Herzog, who's certainly done his share of knee and hip replacements. But these days, he's encouraging his patients to look at regenerative medicine options, now available at QC Kinetics. I'm kind of the anti-surgeon right now, and a lot of my buddies, if they hear me talking, they're going to give me a call. <laughs> Dr. Herzog says advances in regenerative medicine can give your achy joints lasting relief, using highly concentrated healing agents from your own body to repair and restore damaged tissue. We take the fluid out of you 
we concentrate it and put it in an area where they couldn't normally get to and facilitate healing. Are you suffering from constant pain due to arthritis or injury? Maybe it's time to look at alternatives to drugs and surgery at QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in these exciting treatments. What could be more natural than using your own body to heal yourself? Call QC Kinetics now for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550. IDC's taking Black Friday weekend to a whole new level this year with free Yeti coolers, free portable massagers, and even free furniture. That's right. When you buy anything at IDC this weekend, we'll give you one of the season's hottest gifts absolutely free. For example, spend just $599 on a great piece of jewelry and we'll give you a Theragun mini portable massager free. Spend $999 and we'll give you a free stress-relieving weighted blanket from Verabee. The more you spend on jewelry, the bigger the free gift. How about a Yeti Rody 48 cooler on wheels? Yours free when you spend $1,999 this weekend. And if you spend $3,999 on an exquisite piece of jewelry, you will walk away with an $800 gift card to use at Ashley Furniture. It's this weekend only, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Buy that holiday jewelry at IDC and get a free gift ranging from $50 to $800 in value. Only at International Diamond Center. Some restrictions apply. See store for details. There's nothing like living in gator country, especially during football season. Just ask Chuck Bush at Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission, keeping the Gator Nation on the road since 1954. And for the Gator Away games, why not grab your crew and head out in a Cruise America RV rental? Also available at Bush Auto Repair. You'll love all the creature comforts at fantastic pricing. Trust Chuck Bush Auto Repair when you're in the swamp or heading out of town. Visit online at ChuckBushAutoRepair.com. Go Gators! As a small business owner, you've got ings to do. That's why the UPS Store is here to help. From printing to shredding, even mailboxing, you can get every ing your small business needs all done in one trip, saving you time for all your other ings, like professional photo taking or just enjoying family dinner. The UPS Store, every ing for small business all in one place. The UPS Store. The UPS store locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours may vary. See center for details. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM. WRUF. Silverback Concrete is a family-led team of heavy concrete specialists that build commercial structures with unrivaled quality. Welcome to Hour 2 of Sports Scene. Thanks for joining us on this Monday. Alongside the Gator QB, Shane Matthews, our producer, Elliot. I'm Steve Russell. Thank you for uh, joining us here. We have, obviously, uh, a lot of folks who want to have their say, and I'm doing my best to get everybody in. 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Whether we agree or whether we disagree. PG, hello. Hey, guys. A um, couple things. and I'm going to sound a little sarcastic first one but I keep hearing all the AR stuff but the special teams I mean I count if we count zero, uh, the offer on the two point conversions as special special teams like a 12 point swing and um, I'm, I'm pretty frustrated by that based on the amount of staff I know that there's depth issues on the team and that can fall over to special teams but I mean, all year long they haven't been good and I mean not even good. Just, just looked well coached. Um, 
making the right decisions. I know Shane, you said the sun was in the eye. I can get that. You know, outfielder misses the ball, but just shanking an extra point. It, it just seems like nothing good happens out of special teams on any level. Receiving, kicking the ball, and this week it really hurt. And then the untimely penalty. Um, that was that was a killer. You can't overcome it with this team. My question for you guys is: Assuming and we're just going to assume hypothetically, Richardson isn't tucking the ball. Uh, it's his decision. He doesn't want to get hurt. And I'm not saying that's the truth, but who knows what it is? Because he runs pretty hard the week before, and then he doesn't do it this week. At what point, as a coach, even if your your players telling you, "Hey," You know, it wasn't there, but it was there. It's pretty obvious. You know, you should have kept it. Do you do you pull him for hurting the team, basically for not for not running the play correctly? And I can go for any player where you know, you know, it's subjective. But after a while, the pattern starts rising and it's hurting you. Do, do you pull him at some point if he's not doing what he's supposed to do? I'll answer that. It's hard to determine that without understanding and knowing what exactly has been called okay Shane made a point uh, who was the one that emailed me earlier um, Chris where you could see Richardson like pat his chest like my bad mm-hmm. my bad so he realized on some of those zone reads that he didn't make the right read so then PG are you killing an ant with a bulldozer? Okay? Yeah. If you're going to sit there and nitpick, right, then, okay, then if, then if another quarterback comes in there and overthrows a wide-open receiver, is it going to get the same kind of scrutiny? Well, he overthrew a wide-open guy. I, I, I think it could be getting to the point where, because we're not in meetings, we don't know what's being told, but whether he's supposed to be reading or maybe they're just they're they're taking the whole read game out of it because he hasn't read it correctly. Yeah, and that's if that is the case, then and maybe this is not something Billy Napier does. But what did, what did Mullen do with the quarterback power? Quarterback yeah. power. Well, we've run we've run the quarterback power a couple of times a little bit. But again, I, I I'm looking at it from a coaching standpoint. If my guy is not willing to. Because the zone read is such an easy read, and once you pull it, you're not, you're getting away from the big dudes. You run quarterback power, Steve. You're running into the meat of the big big jokers. Yep. So I I, I don't know what to make of it. I I just know that um, I don't like building an offense around a quarterback running the football. First of all, yeah. It, I mean, yeah. nobody in America is doing that. This winning football games. Let's leave it yeah. at that. All right, PG, got to take calls. Thank you. Uh, let's get to Jake here. Hi, Jake. Hey, I'm going to change up just for one second and make comments, but what a job Beamer and his guys did to get those guys all uh, jacked up to do what they did to Tennessee, huh? Yep. That was unbelievable. Agreed. I uh, I think they made Rattler look like an All-American when, you know, we shut him down so good. So I just – I could have had to rub my eyes, but I enjoyed every play of that game, I'm telling you. Um. Back to us, I mean, you know, same thing with what everyone else is saying, but one thing that I always really enjoyed – now, Shane, you too, you played for the guy, so maybe I'm I'm way off base, but what I always enjoyed about Steve Spurrier, when somebody did something like that guy, when he pounded the guy in the back after we had him off the field third down, he would have had good field position instead of the end up seven. 
the visor goes off, and that guy he puts a guy pretty much back on the on the bench. Wasn't that pretty much what Spurrier used to do? Yeah, I mean, look, that was Princely. Uh, I can't pronounce his last name. That's what I call him on the air, just Princely. Um, he's played hard all year long. I, I don't know why he hit that guy in the back like that, but sometimes you give a guy a benefit of the doubt. Now, if that had been somebody that had had a bunch of silly penalties all year long, uh, I, but I, I hear where you're going with it, but um, he's played really well ever since he's gotten his opportunities. Well, that's good, but, I mean, yeah, just – because, like you said, even if he didn't hear the whistle blow, you don't do that anyway. So no, that, that was that a was terrible That was just penalty. a boneheaded play. Yeah, terrible. But, yeah, but like everyone says, too bad. We, It's not so much we got outplayed. We outplayed ourselves. Just the penalties beat us, and it's just one of those games. So hopefully the, he'll get everybody on board here, and we'll ruin the season for the Knowles. Thanks All right, a lot. Jake. Thank Bye. you. Uh, Luis, Hello. Hey, Steve, thank you for taking my call. Sure. Uh, listen, real quick, um, I've got so much to say, but I listened to your show Sunday right after – or the other day right after the game, and I'm in agreement. If the coach is insisting on calling the plays being his own play caller, he needs to be up in the press box. He needs to be able to see what Anthony is missing. See, I, 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 Lewis, I, I disagree uh, with that because oh, – Okay, let me – Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Let you all comment. Uh, 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 he needs to be either he needs to be up in the play or let somebody else be the OC who's upstairs who can see the field and call the next play. Doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason or patterns as to why he's called the plays he's called. Now, for those people who are beating Anthony up today because he's not running the ball, guess what? When we were down there inside the Reds on our own 10-yard line of seven, Coach sent in a passing play. It was only four and three. Now, you got the best running quarterback, one of the best running quarterbacks in the league. Why didn't you put in a running play? A bunch play to the right or left where you got your receivers on one side and sent Anthony right behind him for just three yards? And he calls a passing play to a new, brand new tight end. Come on, he got out coached uh, Saturday. Lastly, what I want to say, um, I can tell they're not running stadium steps. These guys that got those stupid penalties, you have somebody on the sideline collect those penalties, put them on those stadium steps. They'll think about it, especially a lineman who jumps offside to and and takes back a first down. Come on, man. There's got to be some punishment for that. And, you you know, running them laps up and down the field is not going to do it. You put their, their, that lard on a stadium step, I guarantee you that'll break it. You know why I know? Because I used to be one. Thanks, Steve. All right. Thank you. Well, I guess they make, they make NFL linemen do that because no. uh, that's my point. No. They commit those penalties, too. Mike, hello. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. Yeah, this is not really a defensive AR, but I think that kid is almost damned if he does and damned if he doesn't. I mean, he throws for 400 yards, and what are people bitching about? He didn't run the ball. He'd run the ball for 125 yards and pass for 120 yards, and what are people bitching about? He can't throw the ball. I mean, you know, you know, he can't, you know, Michael Vick and, you know, Lamar Jackson's are very few and far between in this world, you know. People need to realize he's doing what he can do. Well, that may be, but I guess the question becomes – you know, is that enough, and is that what is what is going to be necessary for Florida to take the next step offensively? But yes, I, I agree, and again, I'm going to go back to something I've been harping on since the beginning of the season, and fandom mm. 
here does not want to get on board this train. I sit here every day. I love taking phone calls, but I also hear them and understand them. And the vast majority of people in Dan Mullen's end of tenure here, when AR was doing everything, Shane got the calls too when he was here. Put Richardson in, get rid of Jones. He can't do anything. You know, Anthony's going to win the Heisman Trophy. Look at this kid. What happened to that? What happened to that? That's all I'm saying. And also, this is, I guess, kind of for Shane since he played for so long in the NFL. I really want to give a shout-out to the uh, TCU coaching staff, how they handled that last play. I mean, they had everything down to the T. They knew they needed to run the ball to the right to put the ball in the middle of the field. They had all the field goal team lined up ready to go. They ran in. The holder was nice and calm. He waited until everybody got set. The kicker didn't rush the kick. I mean, that was just a perfect thing. And I know they practiced this in the NFL, but what is basically the time frame? you got about, what, 15, 18 seconds to, you know, to do this? Yeah, they practice it in college every day. Uh, or at least twice a week. Uh, some schools call it May Day. Um, yeah, so what you do is it, it, they've had a breakdown. It's usually you got to have at least 17 seconds or more to run them on and get set. Uh, it can be less. I mean, sometimes you don't have a choice, so you just really sprint out. There. But they had plenty of time, and uh, they were very composed. So they um, it was a good operation, but every every team, even high school teams, practiced that. Yeah, it was really, really, it was really, really close to, to chaos Saturday. I mean, TCU could have lost. Michigan should have lost. They got, they, uh, I think Illinois got screwed on a couple of plays on that last field goal. And Ohio State, the 13-point win was, I mean, I watched that game being a Buckeye fan, you know. I told everybody at the beginning of the year, the team that really worried me the most was Maryland. And, you know, they played they, they played their hearts out, and it's a shame that the kid got hurt on that last play. You know, they, we got that interception, and the score looked better than it was. All right, Mike, thank you. 114 time check brought to you by Hayes Shillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WAF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Every heart has a story to tell. I was driving and my heart stopped. I felt a pop in my chest. My heart was in AFib. My heart was failing. They took me to UF Health. Without my new heart, I would have died. UF Health saved my life. At UF Health, we put our hearts and expertise into everything we do. Visit heart.ufhealth.org and learn how we care for your heart with all of ours. This message is sponsored by the Florida A&M University Medical Marijuana Education and Research Initiative, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Pro or against? That seems to be the only thing that matters these days in the marijuana discussion. But what about the facts? At Mary, we've taken it upon ourselves to lay it all out there in our podcast. Just pure, unbiased education about medical marijuana and unlawful use of cannabis. Find it at mary.famu.edu. That's M-M-E-R-I dot F-A-M-U dot E-D-U. Ho, ho, ho! And what can I get you, little girl? Well, Santa, 
I look to get an apple tree and peach tree and a blueberry bush and herbs too. That's a lot for the elves to handle. Oh, Santa. Just stop by Quality Green Specialist. Plants and flowers always make beautiful holiday gifts. Head on over to Quality Green Specialist's new location at 335 West Michigan Avenue in DeLand or at QualityGreenSpecialist.com. Great plants, sustainable products, friendly expert advice. You know, I thought you'd be into gardening, Santa. Why? Because you like to ho-ho-ho. If you don't have a health plan through your employer, you can still get quality health insurance through the federal marketplace. Not sure where to begin? A navigator can help you cut through the clutter. There's no obligation, and getting help is always free. Open enrollment ends on January 15th, so don't wait. It's easy. From your mobile phone, dial pound 250 and say the keyword navigator. You'll have the option to receive a one-time auto-dial text message from iHeartMedia. That's pound 250 navigator. At Radiant Credit Union, we can't read minds, but we're pretty sure you'd like to save some money. Radiant gives our members a few ways to save a little every day. For starters, Radiant members who use their Visa debit card for signature purchases earn a nickel back on each transaction. And with our Even Up Savings account, they also earn an amazing rate on their spare change from every purchase. Find out all the ways Radiant Credit Union helps you earn and save at radiantcu.org slash earnmore. Federally insured by NCUA. Fall means more than football. It's also a great time to get your trees ready for winter. Daughtry Tree Service, the tree service people, is standing by to help you with all your removal, trimming, pruning, and more projects. Free estimates at Daughtry Tree Service. There is no tree too tall. We do them all. Aikido America's new location is now open, and we want to celebrate the grand opening with you. Come help us in the Gainesville Chamber of Commerce. Cut the ribbon to Okito's second location next to the Flip Factory at 7420 West Newberry Ave on Thursday, December 1st from 5 to 7 p.m. Join us for food, music, giveaways, and tours as we showcase the new Okito America, where you'll find the same great martial arts and dance classes and the same great after-school programs. Okito America, now with two locations to better serve Gainesville. RSVP today on our Facebook page. We're proud to be your home for Gator women's basketball. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Gator soccer coach Samantha Bohan, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Visor's Rooftop at Spurrier's Gridiron Grill is the perfect place to keep the tailgating going during and after Gator games. That's Visor's Rooftop, open until 1 a.m. every game day. All right, welcome into uh, Sports Scene. Let's take uh, Chris's call. Chris, hi. Hey, Steve. Hey, Shane. How y'all doing? Appreciate you taking my call. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I just wanted to voice something. Um, I had a bad feeling all week before we went to Nashville, and here and this is why I'm a Gator from a thousand years ago, class of '77. Steve, you and I have talked for uh, most of that time off and on in different capacities. I don't know what it is, but we beat Bandy a whole bunch of times, but we don't seem to play well in Nashville. And Shane can tell me more about it. I mean, the, the atmosphere just—I don't know—it just doesn't seem all that exciting. It's uh, terrible. Gets excited because they're always hungry, but you know, Florida just doesn't seem to play well. I go back to '96. I mean, they almost kept us from winning the national championship for crying out loud. Um, so I'm not going to get. I mean, it's very disappointing, but I, I'm not going to get crazy about it. Um, as far as uh, 
Anthony goes, uh, I'm very closely associated with Eastside High School, and we're so proud. We don't know what to do. Um, he's just been a great thing for, for the community and for the school. And, Steve, you're right. You throw for 400 yards. Okay, you don't pull it down and run it all that much. And I'm, I'm questioning the, the whole concept of uh, zone read uh, based on the few times he carries the ball. However, if you have to rely on your quarterback to be the running game as well as the passing game, there's issues far beyond him on the ball. I just want to make that statement. Lastly, I'll give it over to you all. Um, Steve, you said uh, after the game that there's a, a uh, an appeal that can be made yes. regarding the call on Miller. I sure hope so because I was watching, and I don't know if you guys saw it, but I know how busy you were, but uh, I'm watching Auburn and Western Kentucky, and I saw a hit that was almost identical. No flag. They review it. And I'm like, wow, that's, you know, that's a shame. Auburn doesn't need to lose a kid. You know, they got enough problems. All right. Thank they you. Yep. A, they ruled it a non it, it, that it wasn't uh, targeting. I'm like, what? Well, and sometimes that's a subjective call. I, Shane and I both agree. I think by the letter of what the it was it was, rule is, it was targeting. targeting. Yep. Thank you for your call. Um, l- let me throw uh, some uh, water on the gas here because I think there's this myth. And when Florida goes to Vanderbilt, it's always a close game. Okay? It's not. Okay? <laughs> Here we go. Okay? Uh, in 2020, it was 38 to 17. In 2018, it was by 10. Now, in 16, they won by 7. In 14, they won by 24. In 12, they won by 14. In 10, they won by 41. 08, they won by 28. So, I think it's a bit of a myth there. I think it's hard for Vanderbilt. I mean, it's a terrible atmosphere. I mean, that, there couldn't have been 30,000 people in that stadium. And most of them were Florida. Yeah, and it's just – it's just I, I was shocked at the atmosphere. Dick, hello. Hey, guys. How you doing? Great show. Hey, um, <laughs> I, I just came on late, so I don't want to be redundant on what maybe – I just had three questions I wanted to – now take them offline. Um, first of all, did we not? Did we not really even go in with a game plan of trying to run the ball? I mean, I think the two running backs and and, and Anthony Richardson, where we had 20 carries combined, all three of them. I mean, I, I know they can say, well, it, you know, Vanderbilt is going to try to take the run away from us, so we thought we'd do this. But I mean, who cares if they're trying to take the run? We have one of the best offensive lines in the SEC. Well, let me but stop we, you right there. We did try to run it, and they beat us up on the offensive line. And they didn't. They had. They ran. They ran a four-three defense. Um, they we just couldn't get any movement for whatever reason. And okay. So, so okay. So so we were we were not very good up front that day then. Correct. So, uh, secondly, when we get down on the goal line, I heard someone saying by the three-yard line we always pass and stuff like that. It seems like we could be a little more creative. I mean, you have you're on a three-four-yard line. You have a six-three, two hundred forty-pound uh, a quarterback. I don't see really like any naked bootlegs down there. I don't see any pitch options. I mean, I just can't imagine if you have him rolling out with a trailer, a pitch guy, that between Anthony Richardson and a running back out off the edge, you can't get three yards. I don't ever see that play, though. I don't ever see a speed sweep. I don't ever see anything like that. It's always at the middle or a pass play. I mean, I think – and my last question, and I'll take it off air. 
Um, I know Mark Rick was an offensive coordinator for Bobby Bowden during the heydays, 15 years, whatever. He was at Georgia. He struggled. I think he had a little bit of an ultimatum, you know, do some things differently or else. Do you, do you think uh, Napier might need to be open to having an offensive coordinator? I understand he did it in Louisiana, but the SEC might be a little bit different than Louisiana. I don't know. What do you guys think? I don't think so. Nope. I'll tell you why. We are who we are offensively, first of all, okay? We're limited. But these guys, head coaches that call plays, Lincoln Riley, Ryan Day, Lane Kiffin, Dabo Sweeney, Chip Kelly, Steve Sarkeesian, Gus Miles on, that's just to name a few. Oh, I don't think those guys call plays. I don't, I don't mean that I'm not being disrespectful, but I think those guys all have offensive coordinators. I don't think no, they, they don't. They, they may have. They may. Have, they 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 do not. They call the plays. And even if they have an offensive coordinator, they're the play caller. Yeah, our offensive coordinator is is a uh, sale, the offensive line coach, but he doesn't call the plays. Okay. All right. All right. Thank you, Dick. Uh, Box and Jim. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Go ahead, Jim. Hey, Shane. Uh, hey, Steve. Uh, Steve, what's your last day this week? You're going to be broadcasting Wednesday. Okay, good. I want to call in and wish for happy time, all that, you know. But look here, the game, Saturday, I, I, sh- I picked Florida, but I should have known. Uh, they had two good games uh, the two previous weeks, but I should have known they'd go up there and mess up. Okay, I'm putting 50%, 50% of the blame on the defense. I'm going to put 20% on special teams, 20% on coaches, and 10% on offense. To Richardson's credit, there's a lot of drop balls and all, and I don't blame the game on him. He he didn't lose the game. Uh, overall offense, I, you know, th- they were not that good. Uh, so, I mean, I was just hoping they'd come out of there with, a, you know, a seven to four record that would look so much better. Now I I don't I think we're in six and sixes. I don't know how we can go Friday night, the day after Thanksgiving, and win with FSU playing pretty good ball right now. Yeah. I can't see it. see us going up there and winning that game. Did you think South Carolina would go to Tennessee and beat them uh, the way they played the week before against Florida? Uh, no, 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 no. Well, now, Tennessee was playing South Carolina in Columbia, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. I'm just yeah, saying, no. based on how South Carolina performed yeah. here. Right, right. And what other what other top team? Wasn't there another team? What, what was the other team? Uh, Ole Miss. Uh, well, and that's played a pretty good Arkansas, but Ole Miss lost. Ar- Arkansas, Ole Miss lost. Arkansas has got a worse record than we do, I think. They're, they were five and five. Yeah, yeah so they're six and five. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah, no, I was shocked at Tennessee going to Columbia and losing. I mean, you know, because I mean they only scored six on us. Yeah, but I, I but, guess that's my point, Jim. When you say, yeah, I want to work with Florida, go to Florida State. Well, look, it, it I, yeah. I, I'll argue with anybody about this because we all have our opinions. If Florida doesn't have the three silly penalties and the fumbled punt, yeah. they yeah. win the yeah. game. You can complain yeah. about coaching. You can complain about the weather. You can complain about the crowd. You can complain about whatever you want to complain about. That's the reason they lost the game. But, uh, Shane, part of my part of what I say 50% of the game is all over the defense because of stupid 15-yard penalties that, that kept the defense on the field when they had them stopped. That's what Shane, Shane is alluding to, yes. yes. Yes, exactly. I agree 100% with the man. All right. Uh, Shane, but let me go back. Let me say one thing. Quickly. Shane, I remember, now you correct me, 1992, we went to Mississippi State. You were quarterbacking. Uh-huh. Uh, 
I think they had. A, I think Jackie Sherrill was coaching the team. Yep. A miss, miss, and I think there was a quarterback named Bond. Sleepy Robinson, but John Bond's way older what? than me. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, okay. what's I, your point I, here, Jim? My point is, I want to tell Shane I've really felt for him because he's been all, my one of my great quarterback and Gator members of the team. Shane has been so, and I felt really bad for him. Well, we had a bad game. We weren't a very good football team at that point. And they straightened yeah, it out. Yep. 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 All right, Jim. Thank you for your call. 128 time check brought to you by Hayes Jittily ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. The flagship of the Florida Gators, ESPN, 98.1 FM, and 850 AM, WRUF. Are you suffering from chronic joint pain like Heather? So I have terrible arthritis and have had it for quite a while. And I've gone to all kinds of doctors trying to figure out what to do. And everybody just said surgery. And surgery was months of rehab. And I didn't want to do that. But then Heather discovered QC Kinetics, local medical professionals who specialize in natural biologic treatments, non-invasive solutions designed to repair and restore damaged tissue in your joints. And she absolutely loves the results. I like to tell anybody who's suffering that there are options that are not steroids that are not surgery. You owe it to yourself to find out about QC Kinetics and find out what they can do for you. No surgery, no drugs, no downtime. Discover QC Kinetics and learn more about natural biologic treatments with lasting results. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. They gave me a new mouth. (laughs) I'm stunned at how much more confidence that I have now because I have a real mouth that, um, that I don't have to cover. My dentist for the past 30 years, I feel like he got to a place where I wasn't sure what to do with me here. The biggest deal was they gave me an overall plan. This is where we're headed. This is what we're going to do and then work through that plan. It is a place where you can come, enjoy your time here, have pretty dramatic work done, pain-free, and then be very pleased with the results. And you leave with friends. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. Dave Ray's Automotive. We get the bugs out of your car. It's the most wonderful time of the year, the holidays. AAA says more Americans than ever will be hitting the road this holiday season. And if you're one of them, do yourself a favor and visit Dave Mays Automotive before you hit the road. Dave Mays Automotive is a full-service automotive repair facility, and not only do they fix problems, they can help prevent them, too. You've probably heard of the famous Dave Mays Automotive Bug Check. That's where they go over your entire vehicle with a fine-tooth comb and identify any potential issues before they arise. Travel in peace with the knowledge you'll arrive safe and sound. Dave Mays Automotive is located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind the Sunnies on Waldo Road and online at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, they get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. 
Score big this Christmas with a gift from Electronics World. Hi, this is Chris Doring. I trust Electronics World for the electronics in my home and highly recommend them. In football, you have to have a great lineup to be successful. And it's the same for the electronics in your home. Check out the Electronics World lineup. Sony, Bowers & Wilkins, Marantz, Yamaha, BDI, Sunbright, Sonos, URC, and more. This holiday season, give them or yourself a gift to enhance your home or office from Electronics World in Gainesville. Online at electronicsworld.net. I love the ocean. Me? I love a slow, winding river. I love the lake. Slick as glass. But nothing compares to what you love inside the boat. My family. My child. My best friend from first grade. If you're behind the wheel of a boat, pay attention. That way your favorite water will always be safe water. Learn more about boating safety at myfwc.com. Brought to you by the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission. Weather Center. Here is your WRUF weather update. We'll see mostly cloudy skies throughout the afternoon. It will be significantly warmer though than what we had over the weekend. Highs today generally top out in the upper 60s to near 70. This is still a little bit below average, but much closer to where we should be to this time of the year. While we do have an isolated chance for a shower or two, I do think most areas today will remain dry. More widespread rain moves in tomorrow. Some of that rain could be heavy at times from the UF Weather Center. Meteorologist Justin Ballard. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Travis Kelsey, when you start to look at the tight end positions historically, he's just like right there at the top, man. And you could always argue there's Antonio Gates or Tony Gonzalez or whoever you want to shine sharp. This dude right here, though, he's probably the best. Better than Gronk, Key? Gronk comes with a lot of, you know, snack, cracker, pop, Super Bowl championships. Where this dude is just a different dude. Key, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. The Mary Wise Show, Tuesday evenings at 7, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. Hey, folks, you need to try Head Beer Coach 1966 American Lager, the new brew from the HBC Steve Spurrier. Brewed by Gators for Gators. Welcome back to Sports Scene. Uh, just for future reference here, tomorrow we will do our normal Inside the Huddle show. Normal Sports Scene show tomorrow. We'll start talking a little FSU, and then uh, we'll pick games either tomorrow or Wednesday because Wednesday will be it. Uh, regardless, and then we will do the extra point post game show after the game on Friday night. It'll be a little late, but we'll give you the opportunity to talk about uh, the FSU game right after it's done. Matt, hello. Hey Shane, you were quarterback in that Thursday night game up in Starville. I sure was. You? Yep. <laughs> we were driving up from Jackson, and my buddy's prelude got broken down on the side of the trace. So we sat there and we missed the game. That was a good um, one to miss. We play- <laughs> that was the last time we played on a Thursday, wasn't it? That yes. was the first and last. Yep. Good Lord. That was – I heard about that for a year afterwards from all my state uh, buddies. Um, I called Saturday after the game and talked to Steve briefly, and he gave his thoughts. But 
honestly, if you were to grade Shane Napier as an in-game coach, what kind of grade would you give him? Um, I, I guess because I look at it differently than most fe- people. Uh, as I'm calling the game, I, I kind of say, what would I be doing? And there's there hasn't been many differences the way I would have coached. Uh, maybe a couple times after a couple games where Xavier Henderson had, had some big punt returns, I would have gone immediately to the end zone on, on the first play. But, look, I know what we are offensively. And I look at it from an offensive standpoint, we are so limited in what we can do, uh, especially in the throw game, that you have to be conservative somewhat at times. So I don't know if I answered your question. No, I mean, I think it is what it is. I mean, are we happy with what we're doing? No, but I think we're just kind of stuck with it and we just kind of have to wait and see. And that's kind of what I'm telling myself. I think that, well, let me ask you, what would, you, what would if you were the coach, what would you do differently? I would be running Anthony Richardson okay. like he was do you playing not, in the Dak Prescott, you know, Mississippi State offense. Okay, do you, do you – He's superior runner than anyone else out there. I agree with that. So, you're being paid $7 million and you call zone reads and the quarterback does not pull it and run it. What do you do? Take him out of the game? Bench him. Bench yeah, him and put – uh, I would agree with that, but that's not going to happen. I mean, I, I just – and I don't. I don't know. I mean, Anthony. I just. I just don't. He's just not cerebral enough to play the position. That's just me being nice of saying I don't think he's that bright. But he's a kid. But I just. I think we just have to wait and see. We got to get better players. It is, you know. But anyway, I just wanted to hear what y'all thought. We'll talk to y'all later. All right, Matt. Thank you. Um, I'm going to go back to this, and I'm going to be a little bit more critical. Okay. But yeah, I want to hear your point. And I, want, I meant to say this to Matt. Go ahead. That. I get what he's talking about. He would run, run, run. But, again, do we want to build our offense, build our football program off running the quarterback? I mean, think about that. Right. We're not Nebraska Tommy Frazier. Right. What Vanderbilt did the other day, they ran the ball, Shane, 46 times. Yeah, we couldn't take it. They kept the ball. I told you. Yep. I said it to Sean. I was like, I feel like I'm watching the old North Carolina back in the day, no shot clock, going four corners. But they stuck to it, right? They, that's what they felt they had to do. And even if they had a negative play, they stuck with it. And Davis lugged it 30 times. 30. Mm-hmm. And they ran right enough to, to the point about the quarterback, Shane. He ran the ball eight times for 13 yards. And I would probably say five of those were scrambles. Yep. So they didn't really run him, but they this is what they felt they had to do to win the game, shorten it. They weren't going to win 45-40. to 40. They weren't going to win that way. I don't know what Florida's plan was because, once again, maybe they felt that Vanderbilt's defensive front was – better than what maybe you know Carolina's was but that was a head scratcher for me I just didn't understand why and it wasn't like they were blown out yeah maybe I maybe I need to go back and watch the game again but because I I understand calling it a head scratcher but then if you take away those three or four penalties and the turnover nobody's scratching their head about our plan yep I, I agree with that too all right a ton of emails here. I'm going to try to get to them uh, in the order in which we got them. 
Larry says made the trip to Nashville, seeing all the uh, good seeing all the Gator fans show up to support the team. Outnumbered Vandy's fans by far. Uh, if we finish six and seven again, in your opinion, would you consider a year where no progress was made, or can you say Napier did make progress, although the record doesn't show it? Uh, regardless of what happens from this point on, I feel like the team has made a step forward. It just there's a different vibe, and I feel like kids play hard. I, I, I felt like the kids played extremely hard Saturday. Did work out. You, you, just because you play hard doesn't mean you're going to win the game. Correct. Um, last year, we had guys that did not play hard at all. Jonesy says this is the reason Florida doesn't keep coaches long. The reason your starting quarterback will bolt for the pros, which, when I don't think he's ready. Florida it, State it, hasn't been to a bowl game since 19. He had the same feelings. He's an FSU guy. Get rid of the coach. Get rid of the quarterback. With the patience, Florida State looks 100% better. Sometimes it takes time. Those coaches and those players are hearing the noise in the system. Uh, let's see here. Paul, I say we fire all the coaches. Get rid of AR. Just what? kidding. <laughs> People are overreacting. My only dilemma is I moved down from Big Ten country. I'm a Gator fan, so I hope they don't play Illinois and go USA in the, in the uh, World Cup. Mm-hmm. Uh that's going to be 2 o'clock today. Tony says basketball has to be picked at football. All of a sudden, nobody cares. We beat FSU Friday. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, uh, Sam, for you, happy Thanksgiving. Can you ask Shane why AR has issues throwing those sideline passes? Tries to zip it, either hits the ground or goes over the head. Still perplexed on why he threw it out of the end zone on the last play. I mean, he's just not a great thrower of the football. I mean, it's that simple. I've said it since he played in high school, and he makes really good throws every now and then and then makes some poor throws, but that's just who he is. And Chris did say there were times when Richardson realized he should have pulled it when he you know, would hit his chest or something like that. Um, Patrick says, I like AR. He's 20 years old. I stand by him. Uh, and uh, let's see what else he says here. BB says, Shane is a former Mississippi boy. What do you think is going to happen in the Egg Bowl this week? Who do you think wins? Well, I've always been an Ole Miss guy since my mom and dad. My dad played there. My daughter graduated from Mississippi State. Uh, but I've said all, all along this year that Mississippi State's the better team, and I think they win. William says, wants to tell you how much he, he enjoys you and Sean on the broadcast. Keep up the good work. Steve, welcome. What I don't get is why we kept trying to run up the middle. I mean, every time we do one of those uh, wide receiver – you know, uh, plays where they run across. Or when uh, when AR rolls out and he's got a guy out there that he can pitch the ball to, those are the types of plays that I think would work because it, it gives the defense, you know, uh, something they have to commit to. If they commit to him, he pitches it. Otherwise, he runs it. I mean, but every time we ran the ball, it was right up the middle. It's not technically right up the middle. It's a zone. So they're, 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 well, okay. they're reading it. Those plays, uh, we popped a couple of them. One long one down to the four that got called back. Uh, the same exact plays we've run all year and had success. Um, you just, if you hear coaches talk, those plays, you may get stuffed. You keep trying. You keep trying. They turn into eight-yard gains, ten-yard gains. Um, look, again, not every play is going to score a touchdown. Not every play is designed to score a touchdown. But Florida, in my opinion, I had zero problems with the plan. I had zero problems with the way that we played from an effort standpoint. 
We had four critical plays in that game that cost us the win. Yeah, All right. I agree. All but, right, but Steve. Being stopped at the line. Okay, thank you. All right, thank you. 143, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Final segment coming up, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I am Cherry Chick. Women's skater basketball look to improve to a 4-1 record as they face the Furman Paladins at 6 p.m. Catch coverage of the game right here at 5.45 p.m. Former Gator and 2022 NCAA Men's Tennis Single Champion Ben Shelton breaks into World's Top 100, rising to number 97 after winning his first straight ATP Challenger Tour title. Shelton is the youngest player ever to win three Challenger titles in three weeks. Monday Night Football continues tonight as the San Francisco 49ers play against the Arizona Cardinals in Mexico City. Catch coverage of the game right here at 8.15 p.m. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I am Cherry Chick. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. IDC's taking Black Friday weekend to a whole new level this year with free Yeti coolers, free portable massagers, and even free furniture. That's right. When you buy anything at IDC this weekend, we'll give you one of the season's hottest gifts absolutely free. For example, spend just $599 on a great piece of jewelry and we'll give you a Theragun mini portable massager free. Spend $999 and we'll give you a free stress-relieving weighted blanket from Barabee. The more you spend on jewelry, the bigger the free gift. How about a Yeti Rody 48 cooler on wheels? Yours free when you spend $1,999 this weekend. And if you spend $3,999 on an exquisite piece of jewelry, you will walk away with an $800 gift card to use at Ashley Furniture. It's this weekend only, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Buy that holiday jewelry at IDC and get a free gift ranging from $50 to $800 in value. Only at International Diamond Center. Some restrictions apply. See store for details. There's a feeling of pride and excellence that comes with living in Gator Country. Just ask Chuck Bush at Chuck Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission. A safe running vehicle needs regular upkeep, so Bush Auto Repair specializes in same day maintenance. And when she's not running, an ASE tech and computer diagnostic will identify the problem and fix it right the first time. Straight talk and excellent service you'd expect in the swamp. Read their reviews. Keeping cars on the road since 1954. Call Chuck Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. Next time you're driving around town, check out the car in front of you or alongside of you. There's a really good chance that that's a Southeast Car Agency tag. Why? Because the Cousins family has been selling vehicles here in North Central Florida for over 40 successful years. And only one kind. 
the best in late model, low mileage vehicles, no new vehicles. Steve Russell here. I drive one myself, have for years. Check them out in person, Northeast 39th Avenue or online, secars.com. Southeast Car Agency. There's always excitement about lighting the first fire of the season. It brings family together, provides comfort, warmth, and a gathering atmosphere. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center in Gainesville on Main Street is the area's premier dealer of wood, gas, and electric fireplaces, indoor or outdoor, in wall or standalone, plus decorative screens, tool sets, and more. Visit our showroom today and capture the warmth of the season. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center since 1975. Visit online at woodstoveflorida.com. Join us at Odyssey as we all do our one thing, together millions of things, for our planet. Planning a road trip to visit family and friends this holiday season? Now is the perfect time to make sure your car is getting optimal gas mileage. First, check your tires and make sure they are inflated to proper pressure. Remove heavy items like golf clubs from your car and plan on packing light. And minimize stops on longer trips to help maximize your fuel economy. When we each share our one thing, it becomes a hundred things, a thousand things, a million things for our planet. What's your one thing? Never give up on country with Jamie Allen live in concert Friday, December 9th at the World Equestrian Center, Ocala. Down a block party kicks off at 4.30 with a live concert, parachute show, contest, and more. Listen to patriotic performances by Colt Ford, Kid G, and Chris McNeil. Country this event benefits the Travis Mills Foundation to support recalibrated veterans and their families. Get your tickets today at NeverGiveUpOnCountry.Eventbrite.com. Sponsored by Chase. Bump, set, spike. We are your home for Gator women's volleyball. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Looking for the best pizza in town? Head on over to Leonardo's Meal Hopper. The pizza and garlic knots are incredible. We'll have you coming back for more. That's Leonardo's Pizza Meal Hopper. Okay, I'm going to stop the uh, emails. I'm going to take the three callers we have, and we will call it a day. Todd says, uh, we talk a lot about taking what the defense gives. Other team has coaches that get paid. We know most teams entered games with us to stop the run. We have to have a way to alleviate defensive pressure or disguise run plays? Isn't there a point, especially against inferior talent opponents, we need to dictate the style and pace of the game? We went tempo in the game. Is that what he's asking? I think he means st- Florida had its previous two games done that, I think, in we, running the ball. And we, Well, look, we had – I don't sit in the meetings, but my eyes told me we've run pretty much the same stuff all year because that's what we can handle offensively, our players. It didn't work very well against Vanderbilt, okay, for whatever reason. However, we moved the ball. We had 480-something yards of offense or whatever it was. They only had like 240, I think. If you don't have the silly penalties and fumble the punt, you win the game, people regardless of what you think about this coaching or that coaching or that player. Uh, Bob says, must give the coach at least three years to succeed. However, the first year grade is an F. Needs to add an offensive coordinator, (laughs) a new defensive coordinator. How about offering Spurrier the OC position and bring back Charlie Strong as DC? Of course, 
Miami. Miami stinks. Uh, although I love Charlie. Uh, wouldn't fans be happy for a time? No. 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 Let, let, Coach Spurrier can call ball plays, but this this crew can't run his system. He says, uh, does Billy have the self-esteem to consider that? Let's hope he's the savant in recruiting he's, he's proposed to be. If not... I, I just don't understand. Nobody had a problem with the way we called plays last week. Week, two, yeah. the, the week. Play, play calling has not been a problem. I'm as critical as anything when it comes to offensive play calling. I know what we can handle and what we're capable of doing, and I think he's done a good job. Joe, I'm watching the replay to back up my point I made in the wide receiver screens and through three quarters, Gators threw five wide receiver screens for a total of less than five yards. We threw five or three of them? He says five. Well, they're not they're not designed to score touchdowns, first of all. They're designed to gain 3.5 yards per play. Um, whether you get an accurate throw is important. The next thing is the point man has to at least make a decent block. We threw two or three of them against South Carolina for big gains, and nobody had a problem with them then. There's a reason why you do those. I talked about it. It's to get the big guys up front tired, they can't rush the passer. They have to run from sideline to sideline. But it, a lot goes into them. you got to make an accurate throw. The point man has to make a decent block. But, again, it's only that design to gain three yards. If you get more than that, that's great. Victor says, been critical of Napier, particularly with the lack of valuing the last possession of the first half. But this time, I don't think it's on him or the coaches. This team was awful stopping third down, and they got it fixed. Take away the plays after the penalties. Vinny probably doesn't get more than the 200 yards and no TD. Uh, and another stop, they muffed the punt, another TD. AR throws a bad INT deep in, the own, in their own field, short field TD. Couldn't run the ball. Coaches put AR in position to throw for 400 with guys that we haven't heard of much catching the balls, possibly more if he threw better balls leading receivers. So this time he says it's on the players. And finally, uh, Pat says, uh, enjoys you in the booth, Shane. Uh, we don't want an offense based on the quarterback running the ball. I'm disappointed with the result, concerned about some of the play calling. However, I realize till Napier gets more players in, we can't judge his ability as a coach. Looking forward to FSU. All right, let's get uh, Tony first. Tony, hi. Hey, Steve, thanks for taking the call. Yeah, I, I keep hearing that uh, we don't have the players to, to, to do the, the system, I guess it is. And... Um, I'm seeing passes that are overthrown. I'm seeing passes that should have been caught. I'm seeing um, uh, passes that are behind the, the, the runner where they shouldn't be. Uh, and nobody's perfect. But I'll tell you this. I don't know why at any point he hasn't sat Richardson down. Uh, I, I can remember Coach Ferrier sitting down Danny Warfel. Uh, Danny's not having a good day today, so I sat him down. Well, you know, maybe that'll wake somebody up. Maybe you don't have to throw through a guy when he's 10 yards away. I mean, I don't I don't know, but if, if a guy thinks, oh, I, it's my job, and whether I screw up or not, whether I fumble three times or whether I overthrow five passes in a game and, and other things, it's still my job. Maybe Maybe something needs to happen. Well, I mean, Anthony didn't play poorly in that game. He made some mistakes, but, uh, the, 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 again, I want people to go back and watch the game. There's four plays. Three of them were penalties. One was a fumbled muff punt. If just one of those doesn't happen or two, Florida wins the game easily. 
I, I, I agree with you. I, I, now I go to buy record every game that I, that I can. Well, this one I recorded because I didn't, uh, I watched it on TV. I'm not going to Vanderbilt and, and I also record it and, uh, and I watch them. I'm, I'm, I'm a stupid fan. I, I, I'm looking for the best. All right, Tony, got to have you go. I got some other calls I have to take. Okay, Thank you guys. very much. Uh, okay, I got the last two calls quickly. Kevin, go ahead. All right, thanks for taking the call. Uh-huh. Uh, I think we need to lower our expectations for this uh, for the program as a whole. Uh, I think with NIL and the transfer portal, that just brings more parity into the game, which makes winning more difficult. And um, for the football program as a whole, my question is: what what similarities forced Steve Spurrier and Urban Meyer to leave, in y'all's opinion? What similarities made Steve Spurrier want to leave the coaching job and Urban Meyer leave? Because it seems like there's an organizational issue which forced two coaching legends to leave. Thanks so well, much. Well, I think Urban had health issues. Yeah, Steve, uh, Steve, Steve, coach, coach. I mean, fans were upset winning ten games a year, yep. and he wanted to try the NFL. It's yeah. that simple. And he said, ten games. I guess ten games winning here isn't good enough around here anymore. I remember that like it was yesterday. And Urban had health issues. Uh, Roger says, uh, excited about the World Cup. Vanny's always presented problems at Vanny. That's not true. Uh, but the coaches are not on the field. Players have to correct issues, drop balls, wrong routes. Uh, he says, uh, go Gators, beat the Knolls. Don, you're our final caller. Hello. Thanks, guys. Enjoy the show as usual. Real quick, uh, I've been a Gator fan since Ray Graves was there, and I, I guess I've seen about everything. Gator fans, we're not any good. We don't have any players. The last two coaching regimes were miserable recruiters. I think I think Coach Neighbors done a hell of a job to win six games. I'm amazed he's done that. Anyway, that point's kind of been beaten up. But but Shane, one nitpick about a game time game time decision. There's no way I would have had Jason Marshall get within five yards of that punt on a cold, windy day. He's not used to fielding punts. The sun was in his eyes. What do you think about that? No, I mean, I said it earlier to one of our callers, you know, the old rule was put your heels on the 10-yard yeah. line and don't go backwards. Some some teams have changed that to the 7-yard line, but I can promise you he was told that. And I just think with him probably not returning a punt in live action since maybe high school, because he's not our normal punt returner. That's my point. Usually it's I'm Xavier Henderson, usually it's Pearsall. They probably told him that. But his just instincts took over, and also uh, that was looking dead into the sun. I don't know if that played a factor or not. Um, but, yeah, that was a, it was a horrible play. I feel bad for him. Uh, it was a big play in the game for sure. Well, I think so, and that's kind of my point. I don't think Billy should have exposed him to that. I thought he should have told him, don't go within 10 yards of this ball, get away from it. There's only bad things that can happen. And I think that turned the game around. Yeah, and he may have – and like I told one of our – he may have told him that. But sometimes – uh, your instincts yeah, take over, and, you know, it's a shame. Well, let's go beat the Knowles. Thanks for the show, guys. Okay, thank you, Don. There is a game Friday. <laughs> Simmies. Uh, what an odd year they've had, Shane. Win three – I'm sorry, win four, lose three, win four. They've kind of won the games they're supposed to, but they are playing better. They are, and Jordan Travis has played really well this year, been very consistent, um, but they're beatable. I mean – like you said, they've beaten the teams they're supposed to beat and lost to the teams that are better than them, quite honestly. Don't forget tomorrow, our Inside the Huddle, Shaner, the ball coach, me, 11 o'clock. Sports scene tomorrow. It's regular time at noon. And then we'll do something on Wednesday. 
and then we will call it a day. I'm not sure we're going to prognosticate the big games this weekend tomorrow or Wednesday, but we'll figure it out as we go along here. Thanks to Elliot for producing. Thanks to all of you for calling in. And I want to—I want you to understand something, okay? We don't always have to agree. And sitting here for 25 years, we haven't agreed. Sometimes we have agreed. But I always appreciate when you call. I always appreciate that you take the time to do it. And hope you continue to do it. That's our show. See you tomorrow. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville, U251CG, Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Determined. It is the Chuck Oliver Show on a Monday, and I'm saying the one goal for every team. National Championship, mm, reach the playoffs. Now, it is ultimately for a lot of programs, yeah, win the National Championship. We talked to Nick Saban at Media Days one year after Alabama did not win the National Championship. And the, the actual, I was going to say the reason, the way it played out was on the last offensive snap of the year, uh, and for his career, the greatest player in the history of Clemson threw a touchdown pass, and that's why you didn't win a national championship. Nick Saban's like, yeah, it was disappointing. I'm like, okay. Well, when I say the one goal, it changed. When the playoffs expanded from – it expanded originally to a two-team playoff. The reason is because before 1998 – who knew how New Year's Day looked? I'm going to pick just a random year, and and this is something that you really could have seen. Now, remember that the BCS, when it started in 1998, do, do we recall it? Only Everybody found so much to complain about. The BCS promised us exactly one thing. Do you remember? But despite everything else that we all had to say about it, the BCS, I'll give them credit, they said we will give you one thing. The top two ranked teams will face each other in a bowl game. So, all right, we'll rank them, and then there'll be a bowl game. They did that every year. Now, the closest anybody got to really griping was Auburn in 04, like my school. They really had a gripe. And I will say that Auburn, actually, that wound up being the exclamation point. They kind of took the bullet for the Southeastern Conference, and after that, like 55-19 to in the title game their collective reaction from everyone in college football that has anything to say about it uh, was, yeah, the SEC, you that's a play-in. So other than one season in 04, 
And you would have wound up leaving Oklahoma out, for instance. So it, there was no right answer, but maybe there was a better answer. But but it was, I'll put it on the shelf. Maybe it was the maybe Oklahoma's way better than Auburn in 04. However, it turned out that was one year where the BCS was like, yeah, I can't help you. One year. And we were like, got to change everything about it. Okay. But we actually expanded to a two-team playoff in 98 because you know what would have happened as recently as, say, uh, I don't know, 97 or 1990. or uh, In 1990, Georgia Tech, quote, played for a national championship. I think the, their opponent was Nebraska at, like, number 21 or something. What? They're in the Citrus Bowl. I had a noon kickoff in Orlando for the national championship against a team with uh, three or four losses. But that was an extreme, and I'll label it as such. Do you know what was kind of normal-ish? Normal-ish was here is your, your, like your top four in a particular season. Alabama would be number one. Oklahoma would be number two. Ohio State would be number three. And I'll say, like, Air Force or BYU or something would be number four. Do you know who those top four would play in bowl games? Number one, Alabama would go to New Orleans and play, like, number seven. Number two, Oklahoma would go down to Miami to the Orange Bowl, and sometimes player they did this, played a rematch against, we just played Nebraska, what a game. Ah, play them again. Okay. But number one would play number seven. Number two may play, like, number five. Number three would be Ohio State, I guess, if I said that. They would go out and lose the Rose Bowl to number 14, and then your oddball team at number four. When BYU, and they won the national championship, folks, in 1984. Yeah, BYU. Okay, we all I remember that. If you're a college football fan and you're kind of deep diving, you remember, I know that fact, BYU won in 84. Do you know what you probably don't remember? How close Air Force was to being national champions in 1984. You could add back-to-back. See, anyway, so BYU, the year they won the national championship, they played in the Holiday Bowl against a six and five Michigan team. So that's what a top four would have. Top two, nineteen ninety-eight. Okay, we can't help you after that, but the top two will play each other. Rock on, BCS. That first year, you would have had Tennessee playing in the Sugar Bowl, Florida State playing in the Orange Bowl, come what may in the other games. And then you expanded it to four. So, again, I set the mark in time in 1998, and it became a sprint to the top two, which it had sort of always been, but you had to hope. What do you mean? If we get to the top two, uh, yeah, but you could hope that number one lost. Ever so often, didn't happen much, ever so often one would play two in a bowl game, and I mean like, I don't know, once every ten years, once once a decade maybe, maybe. So you would, most years, if you're number two, okay, we got to number two. So we're going to handle our business. We're going to hope that they lose. Natty! And then once a decade you can handle it yourself. 
98, BCS, God bless them. You're in the top two. Boom. Then it really, 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 really changed in two th well, actually, you know what? It, I was going to give you the year, 2014. You know what changed? Changed 2011. When the SEC said, all right, that two-team playoff, yeah, we'll take both of them. Well, we can't have that. We have to expand to a number that we know that the SEC can't gobble up 100% of the slots. So we'll go to four. SEC is like, cool. We, we still would like two spots and even more often than just one year. So now that kind of happens and can be a thing. So when it actually, the cause was 11, it actually happened in 14. And at that point, with just a little bit of a crack for imperfections, and in the case of Ohio State and Alabama, yeah, we ain't got to win our conference. So at that point, it became literally a 13-week sprint to the playoffs. And for a few programs, you don't have to win your conference. So you really aren't in a division or a conference, Georgia, Ohio State, Bama, maybe one or two others. So that's the one goal. And remember, I said for everybody, if I said the goal was national championship, I would have said, and the goal for about nine programs, because that's really only who can win the national championship, it's about nine programs. Who can be a playoff team? Oh, well, heck, that really is everybody. Coastal Carolina would be a playoff program for all we know one year. Especially, I mean, expansion, I'm talking with four. And it is all but determined, and I say all but, the four playoff seeds. Now, you have to do some supposing, and Lord knows over the past weekend, you want to say, check, didn't you watch the past weekend of college football? How could you suppose? You know what I saw? I saw a lot of teams get pushed and threatened deep into November, and the one team that lost was the one that doesn't play pass defense. That's what I saw. I saw Michigan get pushed, and I don't. David, our engineer, is going to laugh at this man. Dad, what was the '80s like? Like Big Ten conference football. That's what the '80s was like. All right, it should have like a like a funny show intro and a laugh track behind it, and be 24 minutes long. Um, that what Jim Harbaugh did on Saturday. His team was pushed beyond like four steps. Here's pushed. There's Michigan. Way down the road. Do you know how Jim Harbaugh coached that game? Like he was quarterback, not head coach. Let's kick a field goal here. What are you doing? Let's kick a field goal here too. Huh? Um, let's kick another field goal. I'm not kidding. Like I looked around and thought, am I supposed to be getting a corsage for homecoming tonight? I'm in high school again. So Michigan got pushed. And you know what Michigan did? They played defense and kicked a bunch of field goals and won. And by the way, they didn't even have their stud running back. Illinois did. Uh, after halftime, Michigan was like, yeah, we don't have our horse, but, yeah, that'll be okay. TCU, what happened? TCU got pushed. And TCU was down, they were down eight, weren't they? <laughs> yeah, we're good. They're down eight with, uh, like, I don't know, six minutes left. And can I throw a bone? The most horrid time clock management. Uh-uh. It was a pretty bad play call on the previous down. And they introduced a lot of risk. And I'm not saying it was a good idea.
TCU, do we all realize they practice that? Like, every, I'm saying, and everybody, Florida State practices it. Tulane, everybody practices it. You have a call, whatever it is, and in the middle of practice, when you're doing teamwork, one offensive, somebody will just yell the call, whatever the fire call is or the whatever the scramble call for the field goal team. And all 11 guys have to immediately snap to, boom, out there and get it. So they practice doing that. Now, you don't execute it that way. So if you want to take shots at the play calling, that's fine. And, 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 and I'm with you. I understand that. You introduced a lot of risk. I also want to include praise for the execution because that is a practice thing that not everybody gets right. And a lot of times when you have to get it right, it's because of something you did. And that certainly was the case with Texas Christian. But they executed, and they played a little defense. USC got into all kinds of shootouts out there, and I don't even think that the Pac-12 is – the Pac-12 will get less conference cred than even the ACC and Clemson. So when I say it's determined, here is your playoff with a little bit of supposition. Georgia, both Ohio State and Michigan, either TCU – or USC or Clemson. That's your playoff. Now, is that overly insightful? Um, it shouldn't be if you paid attention all day Saturday and kind of have done a fast-forwarding of what you, th- you think the committee will announce. But understand that I think it's almost in that order. Georgia, both Ohio State and Michigan, whoever wins and whoever doesn't, and then the four-seed, comes from those three programs. And TCU, you got to keep winning. I don't know that they will. And so then you're saying, well, a one-loss Power 5 conference champ, which I believe will be USC and Clemson, all right, well, which conference gets more cred? 